Welcome to K-Talk, and today we are talking about creative property and people trying to steal it. Steal it. Welcome back to another episode of K-Talk, and I'm really excited to do this one because I feel like if you are running a business or you are self-contracted, this one is definitely for you. So I'm going to start off with like a story time of something that happened to me that I feel like other people may be able to relate to. And there's a couple of different dynamics of what happened. So essentially, I do have a nine to five job. Then I also run my business on the side. And occasionally I self-contract out myself. Specifically, when I work at the clinic, I do that. But that's a bit different. I'm not really creating any kind of property in which I give the clinic. And when I do, I just use those for my clients. I don't use it for anybody else. But I have a, I took some additional courses last year and I tend to teach some other um, avenues. And every time I do it, I've been creating my own um, docket of things, uh, especially because I do a lot of stuff with younger people so teens roughly so I, I try to make my content to match them anyways that's either here nor there I'm um, just giving you a little bit of context before I jump into this so I was really lucky and fortunate to really land a very quick opportunity when I had take taken my training with this wonderful wonderful man he's absolutely fantastic um, and you know he has a really good business of his own so, you know, I just kind of sub in here and there and it's not super demanding on my schedule. Like I work a couple times per year there and it's not a big deal. Anyways, when I first started with him, he had given me his content. Um, although the courses that he wanted me to teach, it wasn't something that he did a lot of because he's an older gentleman and quite frankly, a little bit out of touch. Uh, so anyways, whatever. So because I do a lot of behavioral consulting, he was like, okay, you know, maybe you'd be really good at this. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. So he'd given me his PowerPoint, which was an older PowerPoint. It was lots of words. It was super blockheading. It was just, yeah, you could definitely tell that the person who did it, A, is not very creative and B, not in touch with the times, quite frankly. And this is not even a gen, uh, an age thing because quite frankly, I have always had a problem with lots of text on a screen. I am not the kind of person who can really read slides. And, you know, one of the things I like about neuropsychology and studying neuropsychology is that, quite frankly, it makes my life a little bit easier when I have to think about myself because I just cannot follow that kind of text. And as it turns out, many people cannot. My brain just doesn't function like that. I just need pictures and maybe two words. That's it. If it's too much more than that, my brain just completely shuts down and I'm no longer listening. And I use this in my own personal presentations. Whenever I'm presenting to other people, I try to take out as much words as possible and add in more pictures or more graphics to make it just a better PowerPoint in general. So he had given me this PowerPoint and y'all know that I do digital art. So this was not acceptable or up to my standard. So before I even taught my first class, I actually went and I did the whole PowerPoint. This took me hours um, and days to do because it was a lot of editing. Plus, there were some grammatical errors in which I had to go and correct. 
So I started up with that PowerPoint. It was really rushed. So as I was presenting it, I was a bit nervous. It was like my first time. And as time goes on, so it's like four months later, I've changed it. So pretty much every time I've presented it, which I've done it quite a lot in the summertime, my classes were booked. Okay. Um, so I did it quite a lot in the summertime. And because I had done it in the summertime, I have been updated, updating it ever since. Yeah, I'm real. I'm a real perfectionist when it comes to my craft, even with my writing. I can't do anything unless it's up to my personal standard. So I had done this um, and I keep updating it and, and I've added music. I've embedded videos. I've done all sorts of things to it, right? Because I wanted to really make it something special. Now, that being said, I am self-contracted, right? And there's a pro and a con to everything, especially when it comes to self-contracts, quite frankly, which I don't always love. So the thing about being self-contracted is a you can hide from your taxes, but not really. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, but you don't have to market yourself generally when you are self-contracted. That's the whole purpose of working with agencies or people because you don't have to market yourself, right? So they can monopolize you in the sense that they can, they can not pay, they pay you, yes, generally better than minimum wage, quite, well, sorry, they pay you more than minimum wage. Um, however, that pay can change. Um, the amount of clients they have can also change. The amount of sessions they have can also change. They can cancel things whenever they feel like it. They can move offices, etc., etc. So to some extent, they have you over a barrel. And one of the things about self, self-contracted self work is that as time goes on, depending on who you are, you're able to negotiate your your pay and your standard. Now, where a lot of entrepreneurs make a mistake, and I'm talking about the people who own these agencies, is that they don't really think about the value of the person. They think about the dollar sign and not the value. And this is very, you know, newer businesses today really put an emphasis on value and not really the dollar sign. Now, of course, if you're a business, you have to keep your dollars and cents correct. But you see, when you see potential in somebody, you need to pay them accordingly because that person will leave and take their talent elsewhere. And quite frankly, after COVID slash post-pandemic, there's a lot of work available. Okay, it may be a little bit difficult to sort of find it. And, you know, companies are really 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 disorganized quite frankly because from the helm there's a lot of things that are going on but I find that with business people that's where they make a mistake and you know I I listen to really big experts like Warren Buffett um, and there is like an emphasis on this old idea of doing business that doesn't really work today Um, and it's, it's really, and when you, it's like when you buy a stock, right, you can't really look at the dollar sign. Sure. You could think, okay, whatever. Um, it's at a low amount. It'll go high soon or whatever. No, stocks are done by evaluation of value, right? And lots of people who are successful, that's how they buy it. They have to see the value in the stock. So not really the price point because like stock like Apple is really expensive, but I bought it because they have lots of value. And I feel like when it comes to a business, it's the same thing. When I create my content, not just for that, but also my digital uh, marketing company, I don't just think about, oh, well, this is costing me a lot of time to do this. No, I build it because there's a lot of value in it. Anytime that I teach my course, kids love it. Okay, the preteens, they love it because I make it 
valuable and worth their time. Now, why am I talking about this? I'm talking about this because this has a lot to do with what happened next. So upon me, you know, making my own presentation, I sent him the original. So four months ago, I sent the original to him, which was what I had done. Now, it wasn't an edited version because I'm just not that person. I'm a little bit petty. It wasn't an edited version. It was just a copy because it is his company and I am representing him. So I wanted him to at least see what it looked like. Now, fast forward to um, re- of recently. So since that time, four months later, it's completely different. Now, some of the graphics are the same, but the presentation within itself is completely different. I've worked on it extensively. I've made it my own thing. And quite frankly, I'm really, really, really happy with it. Um, so what happened was basically I have midterms. So I had to pull out of the dates because just two dates because I had midterms. And so he asked me which I thought was funny, if I could send him my PowerPoint. Now, here's where I was a little bit like, "Eh, I don't know. Firstly, I did not send him my PowerPoint. That's my intellectual property. All the information that he had given me, the bones of it, has been deleted because I did my own thing from that. Um, So it's no longer his. It's my property now, especially all the graphics, everything I've done, the music I've embedded, the videos I've embedded. And what makes my course different, my friends, from everybody else who teaches is that I teach specifically about marketing and and entrepreneurship at the very end of my presentation. So about 30 to 45 minutes of my presentation is just straight marketing and entrepreneurship because it's something that I personally believe in. And I think when kids are 12, they can learn about that stuff. Now, they take that home to their parents who make their decisions about how they should go about it, if they should run a business, blah, 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 blah. That's not my decision, but I give them the information, they take it home. Now, they really love this, and I really love that energy because when I was that age, I never really thought about making money or doing those things. So I commend these kids because they're much further ahead than I am, especially with this idea of entrepreneurship. So I really tap into that now. It is a bonus that I do technically sometimes work for the TDSB. So it does help me to kind of know with whom I'm talking uh, talking to this generation of kids, what I'm looking for. I have access to the curriculum, right? So I know how to build my course. So this is why he cannot have my course because my course is my course. And furthermore, furthermore, the person that is subbing in for me should be able to teach the course from their own content. Now, I believe that if you own a business, and it depends on the kind of business, right? Because if it's like a kind of business where you teach a different, a certain kind of uh, seminar all the time, over and over and over, and people come, everybody should be on that same seminar. Quite frankly, his PowerPoints stink. All of them stink. Not just that one. They all stink. I can't function and I can't focus. Now, when I do things with him that require me to do co-facilitation or something like that, I will use his PowerPoint that I've amended slightly, but I will use his PowerPoint. When I am away from him and I'm doing my own thing, like he books gigs, I go out, I present, I use my PowerPoints, which I have spent time on. And it's not just in that area. I have spent time on it from a whole bunch of different, in a, in a few different ways, which I'm actually quite proud of. I mean, he didn't really make a big deal about me not giving him my PowerPoint, but 
still I could see that there was some energy there about the whole thing. Now, quite frankly, it is a very large file. My new PowerPoint, it's not really accessible for me to send it. If I did send it, I would probably lock it, which the person would not know how to use it, quite frankly. I don't know who it is that would be subbing in, and also their course is not my course. Quite frankly, the course that I teach, it became really popular because people really liked my stuff. Now, I'm not saying that, oh my God, people come because of me. No, not at all. What I'm saying is that people come because they heard by word of mouth what I do in my class. And parents really like that. Now, I have calculated the math to what he makes every time I teach and I teach like full like sold out classes um, compared to what he pays me. Now, I'm going to just really say in us, I don't even make 10% of the money that he makes from the classes that I teach. Now, again, let's review. I am grateful for the opportunity. I don't need to go marketing myself. I don't need to spend money with a campaign. I don't need to do any of that. I have full access to his facility. If I really wanted to teach other classes, I really could. I currently have no time to do that because between my business and school and work, I don't really have any time. So again, super grateful. Do I, do I, am I annoyed about the money that I make? Yeah, I kind of am. However, however. I also have to look at it from the perspective that I don't need to pay overhead. I don't really need to do anything. He kind of just books it out, calls me, and it is what it is. So if we're talking about like treating him like a manager, that's a really hefty managerial fee he's paying. So because of that, I just feel like it's not my responsibility to give you my PowerPoint at that point. Um, because uh, as far as I'm concerned, what I'm now using this as is a foundation building base to really, really get amazing at my PowerPoint and also become better at public speaking, which this has helped me immensely. And this has helped me also test my material and the content and the things that, you know, um, people really like, because I'd like to get more into the motivational setting and space. And I feel like there's a few things I need to work on, which this gives me the ability to do that. So. I am not ungrateful. However, I'm not giving you my PowerPoint. I'm sorry. And I'm telling this story because I feel like this happens all the time. This happens particularly in the art world, right? You, Whether you are working for somebody, ghostwriting for someone, or doing something. And somebody insists that you give them your work. And they don't really get that that's not really how life works. I can't just give you something that I've created. That's not fair to me. Because, like, once I give him my PowerPoint, it's, like, it's still mine, but it's his, technically. And then he can give it to other people, and I'm not okay with that. Like, I understand him sharing his stuff with me, but again, he is the owner of the business. I am just self-contracted. So once he gives me his work, I don't have to use that if I don't want to, and I didn't. And I mean, he did give me creative insight to change it how I wanted, so it's not like I went behind his back and changed it. But again, it was mine. Once I've been working on it for all these months, his material is no longer there, which his material came from uh, um, a book. So again, that's a whole copyright thing, but that's not my business and I don't particularly care. But what I care about is it's my work. It's my artwork. I've done it. And I don't care if somebody had given it to me from what you gave me to what I created is night and day. It doesn't even it doesn't even match anymore.
And that's fair, quite frankly, how I see it. And I'm saying this because as a self-contracted person, oftentimes you feel guilted, right? Somebody gives you an opportunity, especially if you haven't worked in a long time and you want to accept the opportunity, but they want to nickel and dime you. So they don't want to even pay you your value, but then they also want to take your work. Well, I'm sorry. That's not how the, the world works today. And quite frankly, if you are smart, you will charge them for the PowerPoint. Now, if he really wanted my PowerPoint, he should have talked to me about dollars and cents. And then we would have had a different discussion. Now, I say this because I there are two things that happened here. Part of me, the feminist women's studies part of me, you know, sees this as his opportunity to win. So he's an older white gentleman, okay? And I'm a young, if you didn't, if you haven't seen me yet, young black girl, and I am a very creative person, and I created my PowerPoint. And he feels like he's like entitled to my PowerPoint, as some people do feel like. And quite frankly, I wasn't really, I, I don't know if it was, I want to say, not that I'm defending him, that it isn't a gender or a race thing. I want to say that on his side, it is a person who is not technologically savvy, doesn't do much with the computer, um, and therefore they don't understand, I want to say, plead ignorance. They don't understand intellectual property when it comes to creativity because that is, a, believe it or not, a fairly new concept in which, no, you cannot just copy and paste things from Google. They belong to somebody else. And I think, you know, because you can get programs that have licensing and stuff like that. And those are not things that he would know. So I think maybe he just thinks that, like, you know, you plug it in and it's there. and But, but really... <laughs> that's not how it works. And that's why I'm telling the story because, you know, it really annoyed me. And I feel like if you're not careful, people will take advantage of you. And in this particular case, he's a very nice man. I don't think that he was trying to do that on purpose. I just don't think that he knows. Right. Because when I asked him four months ago, did you want me to share my PowerPoint? He's of course, like, of course, because I shared mine with you. And that was great. Right. That was really nice. But we've now made our own thing and made it into a much bigger deal. And even if he did have, he has the original. And even if he does have the original, it's nothing like the new version. So if he wanted to make his own thing from that, he could. But my version, my version is like liquid gold, okay? Um, but I feel like I'm telling this because, you know, people like to take advantage of others. Like, even if he did know that asking me that is completely wrong. I'm still saying this because sometimes you may not see it in plain sight. Now, I was quite annoyed and I felt like cussing him off, quite frankly, but I didn't. I did some self-auditing. I didn't. I just thought, okay, um, no. And what I did was I actually, actually, which was, it worked out because quite frankly, when you have a PowerPoint as large as mine is, um, you really should have a backup, and I do. And from the backup, you should actually have a shell. And by the shell, I'm saying like you have just the content not necessarily pictures or anything because if anything ever happened to the powerpoint you just have to plug in the content into something new so what i did was when i made the powerpoint for him again i just simply went back to my my actual powerpoint and i stripped all the um graphics and everything from it and i just inserted pictures in the back and that's what i sent to him so i stripped my music my graphics my finds my everything i just took everything out and left it completely bare um, because 
it's mine. Like, it's my work. I could do whatever I want. Um, and if anything ever happened to my PowerPoint, which it won't because I have it on, like, several different things, very proud of this, um, you know, I have another version. Now, I do do public speaking and presentations at other places um, in which I usually do, like, a 20-slide PowerPoint. Now, friends... Um, I give this to the company mainly because I just, I do. Like, again, it's another area of practice. Um, I get paid for it. So, again, it's different. They pay me for the PowerPoint and they also pay me for um, my speaking. Now, technically, um, I don't mind because it's, I don't, I don't really have to do PowerPoints. You don't really have to. You could do something really basic, but y'all know that basic isn't really my thing. I'm not a basic person. So, you know, I always do something extravagant. Um, but then that's different, right? I, that's my choice. Uh, it's not like I'm speaking, I'm speaking to different people and it's not like a particular age group. It's just general random people. Um, so I could just do a basic PowerPoint, but y'all know I like magic. So I do something really really amazing like my like my personality still um so that's a bit different um this situation i do these classes frequently um people like i said ask for me and because of that i'm just not into giving my work away for free especially what i do because you know i talk about resumes i talk about marketing i talk about entrepreneurship other people don't have those skills plus i can write a mean resume okay okay anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this Bye guys, thank you so much for listening and we will chat super soon.